Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Okay, hi, so my name is Hayley Adlam and I'm this year's one of two representatives for the United Kingdom for Miss Scuba International. And I'm here speaking with Gemma and Ian on the Big Scuba podcast this evening about uh, Miss Scuba International, Miss Scuba United Kingdom and about some of my work offshore as well as a hydrographic surveyor and offshore operations superintendent. So yeah, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name is Ian. I am your dive master for this episode and with me is... Hello, my name is Gemma. Welcome to the Big Scuba Podcast, episode 165. Not 163, as I thought it was two minutes ago. So welcome. Thanks for downloading this episode. Uh, Today we are talking to a Miss Scuba and we're going to be chatting to her about what it's like being in the competition, being a hydrographic surveyor and also she's also a offshore operations superintendent yeah so uh, and all that in between we're going to be talking about diving at the weekend and also the new ford ranger that we've been uh, wild track that we've been running about in for the last few days yes yep and just going back to Haley, when we spoke to her she was miss scuba united kingdom but we need to say well done because since this our conversation with her she actually won she won so she is now miss scuba international 2023 so well done Haley. (laughs) a great thing for the united kingdom absolutely and and women offshore as well yeah yeah frying the flag for britain there so uh look at that that's brilliant Yes, yeah, so, uh, but we'll obviously come and talk to you, Hayley, a bit more in depth um, in the body of the podcast, but yeah, yeah. we've got a few bits and pieces to cover prior to that. Uh, so first off, um, so we've worked with Ford now for the last, what, two or three years? I'd say two and a half years. Yeah, and uh, we've had several cars and things to use and uh, highlight their um well, selling points of a certain car or maybe their e if there's an ev maybe their sustainability side because ford is what ford are getting into um been into now uh for a while um with uh building better and yes. uh, or the road to better i should say and um and the vehicles we have had we've had a cougar we've had well started with the raptor yes um which was awesome then we had um Two nuggets. Yeah, we had a short wheel based and then a long wheel based nugget. The, their camper van, the Westphalia Transit Custom Nuggets, which were great, great vehicles. Two of them, two Cougars. Yes, yeah, and they were hybrid. Hybrids, weren't they? Uh, we had Mackie. Um, Mackie, uh, which was awesome. That was pure electric. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Uh, and also we had the e-transit earlier this year. Yes, in January. Yeah. And that, that was fully electric as well. Yeah, so it was, was, wasn't it? So, um, which is really cool. That's tri- uh, Ford's first electric van. And uh, yeah, so uh, this week we took delivery um, to create some media, uh, social media, uh, with the Ford brand, this brand new Ford Ranger Wildtrack. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a you know a lot of us divers don't we you know we, we we've got tons of kit and um we need big vehicles and a lot of them you know some divers go down the land rover front some of them have a big estate cars other pickups yeah other pick and then other pickups and uh you know f- there isn't many since the emissions and things like that have all changed 
um, there's not many pickups left. And no. uh, and Ford Ford's new Ranger got International Pickup of the Year award, Just which is recently, pretty cool. Yeah. Last week, um, an Auto Car Award, and you know the list goes on. So um, yeah, congratulations to to Ford. You know for bringing out, out these trucks. Uh, you've been driving it what do you think yes yeah so I had a good drive in it um, Saturday didn't we, we went yeah. on a dive trip and yeah I really liked it very easy to drive uh, you've got no real feel that it's a big truck at all no no it's, sit up nice don't yeah, you yeah sit up high it's fully automatic um, you've got all the safety features um, cruise control adaptive control lane assist so I really liked it yeah, that is, and uh, really nice inside, uh, feels quality, um, and you drove up to North Norfolk on mm. Friday, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, and the whole thing has been doing, what, 31 yes. to the gallon, really, yeah. isn't it? Which yeah. is pretty good. So it's not too bad for, for a truck that truck. size. Yeah, and we've obviously been motorway driving, we've been countryside driving, and the fuel economy has stayed pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, and it looks smart, it's in black. Uh, other colours are available. I've seen them in grey, actually. I think they look, yeah. they look quite smart in as well. The electric roll roller shutter is very useful. That's a bit of a yeah. difference um, to what we've had before because it was a manual before. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah a nice feature as well. I have to say, I you know um, four in the morning when you're getting loaded up to go diving, um, and you, you know I live in a close, lots of houses all around. When I used to. Um, my other truck um that was a manual roller and that made a clatter you know mm. as, it, as it went this is silent yeah. so four in the morning you can load up without you know and it's got lights inside it's got power as well um you know so you can recharge say your drone you can recharge electric tools things like that it's got 12 volt and um yeah it, it is really good and um you know it, that's just an honest opinion. In fact, you know, I'm looking to buy one <laughs> myself. Yeah, and so, I don't uh, think I've got. Really cool. I've got nothing negative to say about it at all. There's plenty of room in the front. There's plenty of places to store your drinks and. Kids like it, you know. Yeah. I was looking at a, another car, um, and uh, but yeah, no, I decided to go for another Ranger, and um, I had the previous model, and that was awesome. And uh, this is even better. So um, I get mine about 15th yeah, of December, yeah. all being well. Yeah. So, and taking it on a dive adventure Saturday, we went to Raysbury and we got all our gear quite easily in the back of it. Oh, tons we? of gear. Yeah, yeah and yeah. used the, the back seats. But yeah, everything, even if you've got wet gear, you can just put it in the back. After we got all your gear, gear in, there was a little <laughs> bit of room left for mine. So yeah, and even on the dive site, the but the back of, not the boot lid, but it flips down, doesn't it? The back yeah. of the truck. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can use that to kit up and uh, lay out all your gear. And it was really successful. Yeah, yeah. Oh. looks And, you know, it looks good. So it um, uh, drives like a car. And, you know, as Gemma said, it's got all the bits and pieces on there. So I want to say thanks to Ford for letting us uh, use it. It'd be a shame to see it go in a couple of days' time. Yeah, but it's a... You know, but it's always always good, and it's always shame to see these cars it go. Is, isn't it? Yeah, but, it's a bit of a you know, wrench. It gives us a chance to, you know, gives us a good excuse to uh, make some content and get out there. And we got out there at North Norfolk on Friday, 
not realising, and this, uh, it wasn't advertised, was it? it wasn't no, there forecast. was a good storm. There was no force eight. Yeah, there was no recognition that it was storm. No. Something, but yeah, we saw the on the North Norfolk has got a famous shingle bank, like a sea defence, and we were sitting having lunch and seeing the waves. Seeing out the, the window. sea go over the top of it. Yeah, and then we went to the shingle bank, and the sea was incredible. I don't well, think I've seen sea like that. I remember looking one. over, thinking, "Well, is that my eyesight? <laughs> Am I seeing something here?" We were probably a good mile away, weren't we? From well, there was a ship. If you remember, we looked. We were looked. We, there was a ship we could see going past, right, yeah. big container ship, and we looked out on that. And that looked really close, and that was four miles mm-hmm. from where we were, and we were a good mile and a bit. I would have thought inland, so, weren't yeah. we? From yeah. That. So yeah, so North Norfolk was a bit wild. So we, that yeah. was at um, sort of Salthouse Way, and then we travelled along the coast, Sheringham, then to Cromer, and yeah, the Cromer. We've never. We're obviously regulars at Cromer, <laughs> kayaking and paddle boarding, but the sea was wild. That was amazing, seeing yeah. that sea like that, yeah. And, yeah. Um, ooh, that would have been a choppy one, trying to get in there <laughs> on Saturday, yes. on Friday. Yeah, so that was our first adventure in the truck, so that was a, a trip around North Norfolk. And then Saturday, we decided to try a brand new dive site where we've never been before, Raysbury, which is just... Um, inside the M25, about four miles from Windsor. Yeah, yeah, um, really nice. Uh, right underneath the flight plan for Heathrow as well. And <laughs> amazing, some of them, you know. Constant if, air traffic. If you're a plane spotter, what a place to be. Yes, if you're a diver and your partner or someone is a plane spotter, just take Within it away every from minute. Raysbury. Within yeah. every, every minute, 90, 90 seconds, there's another big plane coming over i don't think i've seen such big planes that was constant ever. all day when i was in fact was talking to one of the instructors and he was saying about um you know it does get difficult sometimes you'll be talking to a student in the water and then <laughs> the next minute you've got a plane coming over and you just, got, you just have to wait for it to go and then that's fine again you it, know literally it's that loud wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah it was you know but not not like overpowering no it, and it? you just got used to it through the day you do yeah but Raysbury as a dive site, very picturesque. It's an ex um, cement, cement, cement quarry. Works, yeah. um, so it does have a silty bottom Yeah. Uh, that we were warned about before we got in. But there's plenty of attractions. Always mind your, your silty bottom. Silty bottom, yes. Yeah, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't <laughs> um, but there's plenty of attractions in the water. The max, well, average depth is around eight, eight metres, yeah. but they're currently digging it out so that they can... Have a twenty meter section. Yeah, for the advanced uh, qualification. Yeah, um, there were quite a few divers there. Um, yeah, I think there's probably about well where we were. There was a, a line of about twenty twenty five. Yeah, I'd say cars. twenty cars and, and a couple then, of schools. Yeah, a couple of schools. Gatwick. Gatwick s- scuba, scuba club. Yeah, they were there, um, and then a few others. So there probably in total maybe fifty divers. Yeah, we didn't see any other divers in the water, did we? No, no, when no we I think they're the other end. Um, there's several places where you can get in, either Giant Stride or um, just Shore wade entry. in. Shore mm-hmm. um, of A lot of the stuff is buoyed out and several platforms at different levels um, for students to do skills on. There's a good map with bearings on if you want to yeah, yeah. write anything down and go um, on a tour, but... 
the facilities there were nice changing really rooms nice. yeah, yeah, really, yeah really really nice, nice. Yeah. um toilets there was a cafe um lovely i've got the lady's name who shows around but she yeah, shows okay. around and we also spoke to mark, mark at Raceby, yeah, um, yeah. when we made the initial contact um but the staff were really friendly um Great cups of tea, bacon sandwiches, and uh, they've got a in- little place you can sit and eat inside. Summertime would be nice because they actually, Glorious, yeah. um, they, you know, they've got a licensed bar there yes, as well, haven't they? Yeah. So you could have a have a little sherbet before you, you know, yeah. go home. And the good thing about it, you don't have to be a member. You can just turn up on the day and pay at the gate. It's all cash, so that's just something you need to be aware of. Um, yeah. Take plenty of cash. Cash. God, I bet it's summertime. It's an absolute sun trap there. Oh, I actually think it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It? yeah, it is a pure diving site. There's no uh, water sports, no swimming. It is no, pure diving. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but yeah, we really enjoyed our visit. Definitely recommend it. Um, if you haven't been, go there. Put it, put it on your list of uh, sites to go and try. Yes. Um, and and as Gemma said, it's, it's literally just the west side of London. Really easy to get to. Don't be put off with just it's only eight metres because we met some really interesting folk there that were technical divers and they were just there to do Do skills. skills. Yeah, so we'll give a shout out to Glenn Gilbert, who we spoke to. And his mate Simon. Yes, yeah, so it's really entertaining chatting to them about what they do and, yeah, real wreck divers, um, real passionate about what they do. And it was just really nice to have some friendly divers to talk to. Yeah, 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 totally agree. Um, So, uh, yeah. Get, go there, give it a go, and um, enjoy the day. Let's know if you, if it's your first time there. Let's know. Oh, she give Ant uh, Westgarth the mention as well because Ant reached out to say that he might give us a guided tour next yes. time. Yes, Scuba Grace and Westgarth is her dad, and uh, that's one of the, I think that's their closest dive yeah. site. Yeah. So we said so we might we'll, take him up on that. We'll meet on, up. Yeah, and uh, he can give us a guided maybe tour. Maybe sort of spring next year. Yeah. We'll probably be might bring you even see if scuba hunmark can yes, yeah. join us for that one. Yeah. In terms of the diving visibility was okay. <laughs> it's a silty bottom, so it's an ex concrete works. Um, so if like you know someone's been down there and um, you get it's in. quite easy stirred up mm. but it does also quite clear clear quite well as well yes and quite quickly Glenn said there are some super big crayfish in there that you can take yeah I didn't see any we didn't see any but no, yes we saw quite a lot of freshwater mussels um, they were on the boats that we saw yeah um, but yeah, I think you know it's quite entertaining. So, but don't expect it to be crystal clear, Viz. It's, it is what it is. But well, to be fair, what in what UK inland yes, sites yeah. are. And we know. got in quite late in the morning, didn't we? So there had been a lot of schools jumping in and out. So probably the visibility is. It would probably be a little bit different in the week when yeah. there's less people yeah. there. So, yeah. but if you've been, tell us what you think and let us know because we're always interested. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Um, what else have we done? We had a little bit of a skills session yesterday, didn't we, in the pool? Yeah, yeah. Which was um, really good. I think it's quite obviously important to do. So we just went through a whole kind of skills circuit, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, and we had Scuba Honey with us. Yeah. Uh, so we went through the Dive Master um, skill card, um, right from the, you know, which takes you right through from getting kitted up, buddy checks to do an out of air scenarios right through to snorkeling so uh, uh caesar um to all that swim sort of without stuff. a mask yeah yeah swim without a mask quite good fun. yeah 
yeah. uh, to the one end of the pool and back, and then clear the mask, put your mask back on. Um, yeah, so that's all good. Yeah, that's. I think um, I'm not sure whether she's going to be so keen to jump into the cold water over the winter. Um, so, uh, but I think um, you know, uh, at least by getting in the pool at least once a month helps keep the skills and all that fresh setting up the bcd setting up yeah. the kit because otherwise and then... it's so easy you forget especially you know it's bad enough for you know old old season divers but you know like me like, or and you you know but once you if you're brand new to it it's set those skills so easy to get forgotten yes but and honey was really good because she was went through the body checks and she said do we always have to do it and we say yes yeah 100 yeah. doesn't matter how old how, how experienced you are you always do a buddy yeah, check yeah we always do buddy checks yeah so, so so that was really good um and then you've got a ccr tri dive tomorrow yes shout out to scott uh scott ladiman um so uh, i am doing a tri dive on a a ap inspiration ap inspiration hmm. uh, tomorrow i believe so a uh, 90 minute dive on the maximum depth six meters uh maximum time 90 minutes and uh, yeah looking forward to that so uh, never tried a rebreather right. uh, i think we might go for a pleasure dive afterwards i think i won't be on it i'll be on back on open circuit mm. um uh, for the second dive but uh yeah i'm looking forward to that to uh, uh getting that uh rebreather experience tomorrow yeah well i look forward to hearing how mm. you get on yeah yeah and it'd be interesting to see how um what stone is like on a weekday it's quiet quiet <laughs> yeah. quiet <laughs> especially yeah. in November. Yeah, but the flag will be flying and you'll have the narked slap straps yeah, and Yeah, they'll all be codes. out, yeah, as they were on Saturday. Um, we gave a few of the vouchers out and a few of the slap straps out um, of people who came up and uh, want to know what they're all about. Uh, so thanks for those people. And thanks, we should also say thanks to Narked at 90, um, who is your uh, and everybody's main place to go for anything on the technical dive in front for equipment uh repairs servicing homemade rebreathers you name it any uh, advice you need or any questions you're a bit stumped with then point them over to knocked at 90s team and yeah. i'm sure they'll have an answer we've got some vouchers still so if you listen to this and you're thinking about buying your tech diver uh in your life a present and you're thinking about what to buy them well make contact with us we can give you a voucher um and uh, maybe they want a cover for their shear water maybe you know a real something or, serviced yeah. or they've had an issue with a with their dive computer and they you, and you can't think of who to take it to well you need to speak to narked at 90 and um and they'll get that sorted for you All yes right. yeah so thanks to narked at 90 for sponsoring this podcast absolutely thank you I think that's kind of I everything so. we've been up to so far. Um, yeah. Obviously, the weather's yeah getting a little bit chillier now, so we're back in our dry suits. Um, so that all worked well at the weekend, didn't it? That was yeah. the first time I was back in my dry suit since July, I think. Yeah. So it's a whole little get, little bit getting used to. Uh, thanks to Polly for letting us use the pool. Mm. Uh, Crystal Sea Scuba, well done to everyone who passed at the weekend up at Stony. They had a bit of a wet and chilly one all weekend that but was they the all got through it yeah that was the last teaching weekend I know end of the season end of the season that? yeah so but it's certainly it's not the end of the season for diving with crystal seas they'll be doing lots of pre pleasure dives over the, the oh, coming months yeah, yeah. Um, but ja ja traditionally come end of Christmas that's a good time to make contact with your 
um, manufacturers and that who if you think about getting your um, dry suit or regulator yeah. service speak to your dive center get your regulator service over the winter um, you know it's a good time to get that done so that you're ready for the off come you know come the spring whenever you you're back in the water and get those dry suits in for service as well and yes and bcds because they often get forgotten yeah and if you think your dive computer needs a service pop it through to knocked at 90 and they'll give it a good yeah. thorough going over yeah. as well yeah, yeah. yeah okay right let's get Haley on yep um the, you know miss <laughs> miss scuba international international our first miss scuba yes. international <laughs> yes so we've we've known Haley for well good while now. four yeah. years plus yeah. um but it's been great uh seeing her journey and uh seeing her yeah her success on saturday evening yeah so, absolutely brilliantly yeah. well done but so. also great to hear about her offshore um occupation as well um, yeah. so it's, it's amazing how she's crossed over from and done both to show you where diving can take you when you once you start exactly yeah right then let's do it let's listen to Haley adlam our miss scuba international 2023 okay hi so my name is Haley adlam and i'm this year's one of two representatives for the united kingdom for miss scuba international and i'm here speaking with Gemma and ian on the big scuba podcast this evening about uh miss scuba international miss scuba united kingdom and about some of my work offshore as well as a hydrographic surveyor and offshore operations superintendent. So yeah, here we go. Welcome to the Big Scuba podcast, Hayley. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you this evening. Yeah, and it's lovely to know you're a, a, a listener as well. I am an avid listener. <laughs> yeah, I've been following the show for quite some time now. So yeah, it's a real pleasure to be able to speak to you in person and and to be able to share a little bit of my scuba experience now as well with your listeners. So yeah, thank yeah. you very much for this opportunity. You're very, very welcome. So you made contact with us. Oh, we've known you since probably 2019. Um, That's right. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> was that your first introduction to Miss Scuba? Did you, was that your first application or did you get involved at that point? Yeah. So that was my first, um, my first introduction to Miss Scuba. Um, and I was really fascinated actually because I've been in a few pageants in the past and, and you know, it's been fantastic. I've met the most amazing people and some very inspiring women. So to have a pageant that was based around one of my hobbies and something that I was really passionate about and particularly uh, a pageant with a marine conservation element. But, I mean, it's more than just an element. It's, it, you know, it embodies the entire um the entire pageant really so to have that opportunity to use that platform to showcase some of the things that I was passionate about was I, I thought you know what I really want to to enter and be a part of this so yeah I had my first opportunity in 2019 got through to the final three girls for the UK which was fantastic um, we had a great time went out to Fuerteventura um, we spent a week there and we dived we did a dive for debris um, tried some mermaid stuff which was pretty cool I've never had a mermaid tail on before so <laughs> it was pretty fun and um yeah we had an absolutely brilliant time so it was fantastic and really nice to meet people as well who who were new to scuba and had used the this pageant as a way of learning to dive so right. um yeah not only is it for divers but also people that that want to learn to dive so that's something we're really trying to promote so tell us a bit more about the the competition because um, I'm pretty sure a lot of 
people in the diving world uh, may not have heard of um, the that there is a, a beauty competition in diving. Um, yeah. So is it so? There's a UK one, and then the winners from the UK then go to a, a European or worldwide competition. So yeah, so actually, um, so usually we'll just send one delegate as a representative of the United Kingdom to Miss Scuba International. Um, but this year, we were because there's been a little pause over the last few years because mm. of COVID and everything. Um, this year, they decided to send two delegates. So I'm one of two representatives this year, which is fantastic. So uh, both myself and Cara um, will be representing the UK in oh, wow. Malaysia, which is wonderful. So um, the way I kind of see Miss Scuba International, and, and of course as well with the UK, is I feel like as a, as a delegate um, in this competition, I feel like we're a network of women that are all working towards a common goal internationally. Um, mm. And it, when I think about it, you know, we're, we're all linked together with this, this main goal. And of course, we're going there and everybody would love to win because it's a fantastic opportunity, you know, to, to really progress with your diving, to really work with a lot of amazing companies, um, you know, really promote women's diving as well, especially. So for me, that's something really exciting. And um, but, you know, on the most part, I mean, you know, the way that I think of this is, is we are this network of women that are all working towards this common goal internationally. And, and it's like that ripple effect, isn't it? You have one person that's that chosen representative for that year, and then they've got this opportunity to, to you know, go and work with their local dive communities um, and, and really try and inspire other people maybe to take up diving. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of the the main goal and of course we have our marine conservation work as well so um yeah lots going on in in that side of things as well so, so how much does diving come into it so you with the um competition so you you've said already said that there's a marine uh conservation element to it yeah. but what about you i presume you have to be a diver to um be part of it yeah so you have to be open water certified um, we actually have a, a range of girls that are um, uh, uh, that are competing. I'm actually advanced open water now, uh, only as of recently. I've dived for a very long time, but really terrible with my admin. <laughs> so <laughs> something I need to work on. Um, but yeah, I, I really love just getting in the water, really. So um, it wasn't really a case of wanting to dive to progress and, and initially, you know, in you know I wasn't thinking oh I want to be an instructor or anything I just mm. I just love being in the water so for me yeah. that was my main goal but the you know now obviously um with the support of Miss Scuba actually it's really opened a lot of doors to progress with my diving so it's been fantastic completed yeah. my nitrox recently and um oh, rec diver specialities so. well done <laughs> thank you <laughs> um but yeah there's there's all sorts of uh of um, qualifications that the girls have so some of the girls actually um you know work in the dive industry and and in fact are our instructors um i've worked with a lot of commercial divers in in my work but um obviously haven't <laughs> haven't complete completed a commercial diving course <laughs> not quite still that brave time. I mean. yeah. <laughs> still time you never know <laughs> and what agency is involved in this 
Um, so actually, we've been working with Scuba Schools International um, for Miss Scuba United Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and we have a dive club based um, up in Doncaster, Bespoke Diving Adventures. Um, so big shout out to Mark and the team there because they're fantastic. Um, so yeah, so they've been working very closely with us here. Um, actually, in Malaysia, we'll also be working with Paddy. Um, so we're going to be doing um, the Paddy Mermaid course and which I think will be a lot of fun like all us girls you know we've yeah. all been working really hard over the last few months in the lead up to this competition so that's going to be a really fun kind of element of, of our couple of weeks in Malaysia um, and also we're doing the dive for debris there as well so oh. yeah but but a lot, a lot of the the girls come from all sorts of different diving backgrounds. So I actually started with Bizak originally. Um, so yeah, about 15, 15 years ago now. <laughs> so just yeah. going back to when you started diving, what made you take your first breaths underwater? Um, so I've always been really obsessed with the sea ever since I can remember. So I suppose it was like a really natural progression I suppose I was always very curious about the ocean and um a childhood friend of mine Danielle we we used to always uh we would always be playing um games you know like oh we're looking for dolphins and <laughs> we would be there you know oh we've seen one we've seen one and running outside and actually one day we we're on the south coast and, and we did in fact see dolphins which was fantastic wow <laughs> But that's where my fascination has come from, really, a passion for the marine environment. Um, and as I got a little bit older, I made some friends at school who um, were the year above me and they were going out to uh, to Kenya on a school trip. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't the same year, so I wasn't able to go, but uh, they were completing their dive course in order to be able to, to go and dive when they were there. So I went along and, and dived with them. Um, and it was fantastic. We we spent every week in the pool, <laughs> splashing around with our kit, kit, and just we had a lot of fun. Um, went out on the boats each weekend, and did all of my diving was UK diving um, in a semi dry, which now I come to think of it, it's just completely barking mad. But um, <laughs> yeah, we had a fantastic time. It was it was a lot of fun. So yeah, that's where where it started. Really, I just I was curious and. Yeah. always wanted to explore um so yeah that's that's never changed and it's one of the things I love with my work actually we um we use ROVs a lot and when you're sending down these remote operated vehicles and you can just see this tiny little portion of seabed that nobody else has ever seen <laughs> I think <laughs> that's incredible like I've seen this tiny little part of, of the world that and it, sure it might just be a sandy seabed um pretty dark down there and not always great visibility but I think well actually it's quite special really you know yeah. especially as so few of our oceans have been explored and yeah so I feel very privileged to have that opportunity yeah well it's probably a good segue to uh probably park um the beauty competition for the moment and uh just ask you know what you you know what do you do for a living um, so I started off working offshore as um, as a hydrographic surveyor. Yeah. Uh, so I was working on offshore wind farm construction sites and working a lot with divers uh, in the field. We did a lot of debris clearance, um, power cable installations between the turbines, uh, all sorts of things like that, which it was really fascinating, really interesting. Mm. Um, what, in the UK? In the UK mostly, yeah. yeah. I, I also did a little bit of work in Germany, um, Denmark. 
Um, one of my first trips was in Belgium as well. Oh. <laughs> um, so that was that was where I started off, off my my career. And then over the last few years, it's really evolved. And I've really found my kind of forte now. Um, so a few years ago, just just before COVID, um, I ended up moving to Paris, which is very, wow. very spontaneous <laughs> decision. <laughs> and uh, whilst I was there, uh, after a few months, I, I kind of decided, you know, I was looking for a bit of a change. And I thought, I don't really know where this is going to lead. But, you know, I'm a great believer that everything happens as it's supposed to. And whilst I was there, I, after a few months, I received um, a contact from, from a local agency who had a link with a company that was based in France uh, and they were looking for surveyors to go out on um, on cable ships on, on telecoms uh, cable ships so I, I you know I, I said oh, oh where where's the project and I said oh oh it's in Singapore and, oh that sounds nice and it was a little bit of a gray and miserable day and uh, I thought oh well you know what all, all right I'll, I'll go on that project and so um you know I packed my bags and I and I went and it was a little bit of a leap of faith actually because the the data acquisition software we were using was very different to anything I'd used before and the theory behind what we were doing was slightly different to any of the work that I'd done at C in the past so it was a very steep learning curve initially um went out spent uh, six weeks on a vessel undertaking a cable uh, repair came back to the UK actually no I came I, I came halfway back to the UK <laughs> uh, and then and uh, the Miss Scuba Girls in fact were at Roots Red Sea in Egypt and um and so I changed my flight when I, when I got to Istanbul and went to Haggada and went diving for a few days we ended up being um evacuated from the country because of uh because of the covid restrictions oh, no. they had there so it was it was quite an adventure at first we were all really excited because we thought oh we're going to be stranded in egypt imagine how good our diving's going to be by the time yeah. we leave <laughs> but unfortunately we were asked to leave the country so came back to the uk spent a few more days at home and uh, the first lockdown was announced and i called work and i said I really loved going on that cable repair. So is there any chance I can go back to sea again? So, um, so yeah, and I, I flew to South Korea, um, spent two weeks in some quite intensive quarantine facilities um, and joined a ship and, and I conducted my first um, telecoms installation wow. uh, on, on that that project and in fact I was listening to your podcast for some of that trip so, <laughs> so yeah thank you. thanks for keeping me company it was great um and then I, I've not looked back since I just became really hooked on on the telecoms industry I, I absolutely love that we have this ability now to to connect people all over the world and and you know the thought of linking people together it really inspires me you know mm. and I, I think what you know this this the fact that we're here on zoom right now yeah, and we're having yeah. this com communication is just incredible and yeah. and that all comes down to the advances in in telecoms um in the telecoms industry and the technology that we now have and and they're constantly making advances to to the systems that we're installing so it's just incredible really inspiring industry to be a part of mm -hmm. um so i spent four years uh working as a surveyor within within that company and um and then last year i progressed up to now operation offshore operation superintendent 
Um, so it's, it's really fascinating because I now have this link more with the office um, and project side, but then I'm still on the ships, which is great. So yeah, around 200 days a year, which is wow. pretty cool. So yeah, spend half my time either on the water or under it. <laughs> Are you still tools on? Are you still hands on tools? No, so I'm a little bit more, a uh, little bit of a step back now from, from yeah. that side of things, so more management. But yeah, I really enjoy it. And it is great because I, I can now have a lot more interaction with each different department on board. So if we've got a plow team, ROV team, survey team. Um, I can be involved in all of that. And, you know, I have the opportunity to go down onto the deck and really spend some time seeing physically what, what's happening with the operations as well as um, as well as having that that link with the office, which I really Really like so yeah, yeah it's been a great great uh career move actually really mm. feel quite proud to be in that role and is so, it quite a male orientated environment that you're in yeah so um, <laughs> it's actually really um i've noticed some really positive changes i've been in the industry for 12 years now um and in more recent years there's a lot more women coming through mm. which is fantastic uh, I've actually been working a little bit um, with a, an organization called Women Offshore, and they help support women that are coming into the offshore industry because many women do. And I had exactly the same thing when I started at sea. You know, you go on a ship and you're the only woman and there's 70 other people there that, you know, are quite different to you in a lot of respects. And um, it's quite a, a strange environment, I suppose, when you first move into that industry and it can mm. be a little bit isolating sometimes so having that network is really fantastic and um yeah it's been a real pleasure working with that that community to help support other women that are coming into this sector so yeah, yeah really enjoying that um but yeah a little bit uh, a little bit of a strange industry i suppose in that respect but we definitely are seeing a lot more women move into this kind of industry and companies being a lot more accommodating as well to um to people from from all sorts of different backgrounds it's, it's wonderful and uh becoming very diverse so yeah. i'm yeah. sure there was a time when women were not ever seen at sea so oh, yeah. yeah yeah no and some of our previous guests just recently we spoke to bobby scully yeah yeah in the u.s yeah. navy and yeah from her experience way back yeah first captain weren't she of a yeah, u.s yeah. navy the, the US yeah. ship yeah. yeah so that's really yeah, encouraging to hear that, yeah, there's definitely more. And it's such a good industry to get into as well. There's so many opportunities, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's been fantastic. I've travelled all over the world and to to be able to work with people from all different nationalities as well. Mm. I've learned different parts of different languages, not always the most polite words. I would say sometimes we pick up things that I'm, I'm like, what does that mean? This You don't want to know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, it's just been brilliant. I, I really, when I look back at my career and I see all the people from all different walks of life and the things I've learned as well from, from different people, it's just amazing when you have that kind of melting pot of different, um, different nationalities in one very small place, you know, and you do become like a little family. And I think for me, that's something really important. And I think if I was to move into a more permanent position onshore rather than sailing uh, full time, I think that's something I would probably 
miss a little bit because mm. you know you do build some very close bonds with your colleagues so yeah, yeah definitely being, <laughs> seeing the sea every day as well that must be yeah amazing as well when you're so sort of closely related to it and well when it's calm but when the boat is <laughs> yeah. up and down and up and down <laughs> well not so much. yeah I mean I, I to be honest I love all aspects of the weather when we're at sea and I think that ever-changing environment is really, mm. it's just incredible. And to have that opportunity to really be in touch with nature in that way, it's something that very few people have that opportunity in normal day-to-day -day lives. When, you know, you go to an office, which is a very controlled environment. And, you know, when you're there and you're on the deck and you're staggering along because you, you know, the sea's picked up a little bit and, uh, you know, and you're thinking, oh, maybe it's time for a bit of a weather downtime. <laughs> what you know, do you what does your employer say about your uh, involvement in Miss, Miss Scuba? So I had some really great support, actually. I work with a lot of Filipino crew. Yeah. Um, and in the Philippines, pageants are such a huge thing. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been really wonderful to have messages of support. And, and yeah, and my company have been fantastic. They, we actually had um, a climate change video that we needed to compile uh, as part of our um, as part of our our work, I suppose for Miss Scuba International, something that that they really wanted to see, kind of like our approach to to subjects within that that larger topic that were really of importance to us. And so, for me, I was thinking, well, hang on, you know, like with our work, you know, the, the fact that people have the opportunity to work from home, that's reducing our our mm. individual carbon emissions. Mon well, monumentally really and during COVID this was a huge thing so yeah. um, I reached out to uh, to our company and spoke with our marketing officer and uh, he was absolutely fantastic and sent me some really great footage um, of our ships operating because without the work that we're doing it really wouldn't be feasible for people to be able to to, to work from home or have that remote um, connectivity that, that we've yeah. provided so yeah having that that support is really it really means a lot so I'm hoping I can use this platform now to maybe inspire other women to move mm. into this sector and a lot of people haven't even considered the fact that that the internet runs through subsea telecommunication cables most people don't realize that you know and actually 97 percent of the world's internet passes through through these cables whilst most people think it comes from the air. They're like, what? Yeah. Lay cables to give us internet? Like, I thought that was something of the past. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So I'm hoping that, that this platform will really give me that opportunity. And, um, yeah, maybe we'll see a few more women offshore. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah, no, that would be, yeah, it was amazing. And and you as a, like, real inspiration for them to, you know, take it on as well. Yeah. And communications are going to be needed forever and ever oh, yeah. so it's a constant industry yeah. isn't it absolutely and it's really giving us great opportunities now I think uh, the one of the things that I think of also in terms of of telecoms is the fact that now you know with education um online a lot you know people that live in really remote places maybe they maybe there's a woman who who was living somewhere and she's raising her children and there's no you know it's not very feasible for her to go to a university or something like this mm. and to be able to have that that opportunity to um you know to, to study remotely for example is also something really great and um yeah, so these are these are all really positive things that I that I often think about when I'm working, and it's something that really motivates me. Actually, is being able to provide a service that 
I know is so so appreciated by people across the world yeah 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 Yeah. communication is everything you must in your line of work or when you was um actually doing the the work not on the management side um did you ever come across wrecks did you find many wrecks down there no so actually um before we do any kind of installations we actually do a lot of back office work uh doing desktop studies so we study remotely um well known wrecks of course (laughs) um and known sort of archaeological features or things that we want to avoid basically we don't want to disturb um, you know, especially like sensitive marine um, ecosystems as well. And we don't want to impact anything in any kind of negative way. So, um, yeah, so we try to avoid wrecks. I have had, uh, there was an installation that I was working on um, in the Pacific, in the Fiji Islands a couple of years ago. And um, on my navigation screen, I had wreck, wreck, wreck. <laughs> I was yeah, thinking yeah. this is going to be quite interesting trying to, we, we just laid very, very slowly because, you know, we don't want to disturb anything, you, you know, unless that wreck's really been explored to its full extent, you don't, you don't know really what you're laying over the top of. And no. of course, I mean, for us, it's more of a risk to the cable. So we're thinking, well, asset integrity management, we want to protect that cable and make sure it doesn't become damaged because of course, um, I don't think our clients would be best pleased if that happened. <laughs> but, uh, but also from from a protection point of view for for the wreck, you know, yeah. we don't want to be disturbing anything that might be sensitive and um, you know, in it's any good kind. That of there is a responsibility involved in all this, and the absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of permitting, and we when we're laying, you know, there's a there's a really great website actually. Um, I'll send you the link to it: Submarine Cable Map. And you can see all the cables of the world. Right, yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Uh, but as we lay across somebody else's cable, uh, we will communicate with them to inform them to let them know that we're passing over that asset. Uh, so it's sort of like a gentleman's agreement or a lady's agreement in my we, case. But, <laughs> so are, when, I presume these cables must all come in different sizes. So, but. Yeah. How big are some of these? Are we talking little or big? They're really small. People are really surprised, actually. I have a sample. Hang on, let me get my sample. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, because you kind of think these great big cables, (laughs) huge things. So this is, um, so underneath the white cable is just lightweight cable. So Uh, for our our, um, audio people, listeners yeah that's, that's about what about like a hose pipe size about so, yeah. thickness of the hose pipe yeah just yeah exactly With yeah there's me cool. saying you on the camera but <laughs> Sorry, that's amazing <laughs> i expected something you know much and much it's bigger like got a copper in a core that's right and then on the outer on the outer ring here so this is um lightweight protected so this is yeah. slightly thicker slightly more protection and then we also have which i unfortunately i don't have here to show you but um we also have single armor light and we have double armor cable as well so mm. just various various levels of protection depending on where we're laying the kind of risks that are that are there so yeah it's it's good but they're, they're very small in comparison to how people think that they're going to be so unfortunately i don't have the fibers anymore but <laughs> Are they fiber optics in the, in that? That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, what sort of lengths are you laying at any particular time? Is it miles and miles of cable that's just unraveling from the ship? 
pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Thousands of kilometers, actually. It, does, it, it depends on the ship and the capacity that we have on board. Yeah. Um, so, in fact, we are currently working on this incredible project. It's called To Africa. Um, we have, if I remember rightly, five vessels operating on that project. And on completion, um, that system will connect 33 countries, wow. three, con three continents, and three billion people once it's all connected. Mm. And that actually circumnavigates the entirety of Africa. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, really cool. It's and a big project. It is a huge project. And if I remember rightly, it's 45,000 kilometers of cable in total. <laughs> so in, the, in the realms of billions of dollars what are we talking i actually don't know it's quite bad isn't it it's got to be a, bad, a, a lot too much yeah, yeah i don't deal with the financial side unfortunately but yeah pick someone's brains and find out yeah. so but i can yeah. see kind of that intense uh reach of that cable affecting so many billions of people you can see yeah. how you say that you know you're influencing communication and that that must be an amazing feeling it's such an amazing feeling mm. and I always think about I always think about the people that have never had internet like mm. not proper proper internet at all ever in their life and to be finally connected yeah. to this huge international web of people like it's just and I know that like I, I suppose I grew up in the era where like everyone was talking about the world wide web and and it you know, the internet was born in in my my childhood. So it was quite an exciting, uh, it's really exciting now, I suppose, to now be part of this technology, which is just changing the world in some respects. And I think it's for the African continent to be connected in such a way with such a fast system. Mm -hmm. It's gonna really change things in terms of globalization and the opportunities that, that people have there where maybe they didn't have such good connectivity before so um yeah I think that's really wonderful and for me that's it's super inspiring it really motivates me with my work so yeah, yeah. well to think there's people yeah. you know in other parts of the country that have never well they haven't got that information or access to that information and then suddenly oh, I just had a call yeah. oh, I just had a call well that's we're gonna have more listeners well, you're going to have way more listeners. Yeah, because actually, what, what was it? I had, I, I, see, I seem to remember from one of your previous podcasts, it was 128 countries. What's going right? up? 140. It's gone up. Yeah. 140. Well, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and on, on the note of uh, Miss Scuba International, if there's any girls out there listening right now who are like, I would love to be a part of this community. We are feel free to reach out to me or if you know someone who would love to be involved <laughs> reach out to me the more the merrier <laughs> we're slowly conquering the world that's basically what we do yeah. I love that yeah <laughs> I actually I, I actually did a secondment earlier this year and it was very interesting because whilst I was there I was listening again to your to your lovely podcast and I remember you saying about how you wondered whether we could download your podcast in Antarctica yes and I was yes. actually 
<laughs> I was working in South Georgia and the South Sandwich Islands and um, and in the South Orkneys in Antarctica. And I, in fact, listened to you there. So you can tick off the seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. timing. I, I don't know if anyone else has listened down south, but I can certainly ask. Well, if we've got one listener friends, there, I did, reach out. I did reach out to the, the um, British Antarctic so Society, but I don't think we heard back from them about no. that. No, and they must have thought well, I was joking. But there you go, you've got a challenge wherever remotely remote yeah. part of the world you go to see whether you can download yeah. <laughs> well i will ask in fact um the team that are based at king edward point because um i was on a ship coming in and out of there quite regularly and um yeah got to know uh some of the people there uh during my time in the southern ocean which is lovely uh, exactly. yeah so slightly different i wasn't it's on fantastic. a king ship that yeah. time took a little bit of time out to do uh something else i was passionate about so more marine conservation based based work which was really cool so yeah we, we worked quite closely with the British Antarctic Survey team there um for their Darwin Plus program which was nice. pretty yeah. cool so yeah looking at all sorts of weird and wonderful fish <laughs> some of them were quite interesting and some of them were a bit terrifying I was thinking yeah, but really interesting work. So yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, to answer your question, seven continents. <laughs> so That's right. so the Beaver has reached it. Today's episode is sponsored by Narked at 90. So let's find out a bit more about them. Narked at 90, their tagline has been beyond technical, which describes them pretty well. John Routley and Brent Hudson launched the company over 20 years ago. They are both technical divers who have logged thousands of mixed gas dives between them over a 30 year period. Using their engineering know-how and diving expertise have developed bespoke personal, commercial and military diving equipment and products of a universally recognised unparalleled calibre. Their ability to be adaptive and versatile with their developments led them to support the NHS during COVID. Using their superior knowledge of breathing and oxygen monitoring systems to help develop emergency ventilators. They also design and supply the sneaky stuff used by defence-based development groups throughout the Western world, although they can't tell us much about that. If you're thinking of moving across to tech diving or completely new to diving, Narked at 90 can advise and guide on the best equipment and setup for your personal or commercial requirements. Narked at 90 have unparalleled experience of shearwater dive computers, and are the longest serving and sole and UK European service centre for those. They are happy to offer technical support, servicing, repairs and upgrades to all Shearwater computers, past and present. Narked at 90 stock Shearwater computers, but are also stockers and technical support centre for many other manufacturers, including Divesoft, JJCCR, Hollis, Revo and Kiss Rebreathers. Based centrally in the UK, Narked at 90 also offer full rebreather head servicing for selected manufacturers. Bespoke cable assemblies. Advice on specific fitting requirements. Suggestions and guidance for home builds. Computer laser cutting and engraving. Pressure testing to simulate 400 metre dives. So, Narked at 90, a reputation built on supporting both manufacturers and divers worldwide. Go to narkedat90.com and make sure you are following their social media to keep up to date with their latest news and offers. 
Narked at 90, large enough to cope, small enough to care. Yeah, so with Miss Scuba International, how many countries actually get involved? So it's it's fluctuated a little bit this year. So unfortunately, some countries were still struggling a little bit to, mm. to recover after COVID and get everything back up and running for, um, for their individual competitions. So actually this year, we, we have uh, two delegates from the UK, two from the USA, two from Australia, one from New Zealand, uh, two from the Netherlands, one from Belgium, uh, two from Hong Kong. Wow. One from Philippines. I'm trying to remember the rest of the girls who are going. There's quite a few of us, which is wonderful. So, yeah, I'm really excited to meet everybody. And yeah. I just, I love meeting people from different countries. One of the reasons I love airports so much. <laughs> you know, hubbub of people from all over the world. Um, it's really fascinating. So, yeah, to meet different people. But not everyone's a, um, a supporter of like, beauty pageants these days are they because you know some people see it as like as you know being judging and things like that is not the the way forward it's different press i guess doesn't it yeah yeah i mean it's something which is a bit frustrating i mean it's i can take it from a slightly different point of view so say for example you say i really love football and i say yeah but you know look at all the people that go a bit mad with the football you know everyone gets a bit sometimes people get a bit crazy about it but you know I think if I said to somebody personally you know oh yes but you like football that means you must be a hooligan <laughs> you know with with us uh with with us girls that are involved in pageants like, we often have people say that you're being judged and there's this and there's that and you must be this kind of way because of um mm. the kind of I suppose like the the 1970s 1980s kind of pageant um approach I suppose so it's and it's evolved a lot since then Uh, I've learned so much there's there's no way I don't think well maybe there is but I I don't know because I (laughs) haven't tried but um in my job I feel like pageantry has really helped support me in that you know like every there was a time where each project I was going on I was being interviewed before I'd go and then you know and and actually during pageants you're you're interviewed regularly um as part of the competition and and you know people ask you things about what you're interested in why you're there like what the ethos is of the um of the pageant and why you feel that that's right the right platform for you to be involved with um and of course you have all your charity work that you're involved with so you meet some fantastic people um i think it's quite an interesting concept to uh, to a lot of people because you know on the outside there's you just see the girls on the stage walking yes. and talking and you know and it can seem a little bit um I suppose if, if you don't see what's happening behind the scenes, it can seem a little bit a bit difficult to understand for a lot of people. But I've met some of the most inspirational and wonderful women through this community. It's just incredible. And I look at what everybody's doing and and it's wonderful. I mean, any any one of those women that are going to Miss Scuba International could easily be at like a United Nations conference, you know? And mm. And I kind of think, actually, would I have the confidence to walk into a room such as at the United Nations and go, here I am and this is what I have to say, had I not been involved in this industry as well, you know? Um, it's taught me a lot about confidence and and mm. just how to kind of present yourself in high-pressure situations, which, of course, we all find ourselves in from time to time. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot, that, a lot that goes on. And 
I, I really feel as well with scuba diving and with marine conservation, we need people to be able to, to walk into a room and say, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I think we should be doing. These are my ideas that I'd like to put forwards. So with girls that are in pageantry, I think we're very well placed actually now, even though it might not seem it at first, you know, um, yeah. I feel like we're well placed actually to, to work as ambassadors for marine conservation projects um and to as representatives as well for for the dive industry yeah yeah, yeah. and you're there for a reason and you know representing that's voluntary. Um, yes yeah yeah that's it yeah. yeah so what did you have to do in the uk to finalize get into the finals for the international platform so we had a couple of interviews so unfortunately this year we didn't have enough time to have uh, an in-person stage competition so normally we will do in-person interviews um in-person stage presence yeah. we do a diving element of course where um you know we normally do uh, like a try dive for, for girls that perhaps haven't dived before and where the girls who have dived before they can help the girls that are new and which is really nice and it's really just a lovely community actually um really really fun day when we did that a few years back is that just to make sure everyone can dive um so it's to make well just to make sure that people are comfortable with being in the water i think because yeah. after we do the the try dive the girls that are then that then go through to the finals the top three do have the opportunity if they're not already qualified divers to then be able to go and do their open water course mm. so it's just you know to determine like are you okay are you comfortable in the water how do you feel about about this um but of course, you know, what we're trying to do at Miss Scuba as well is to try and get more in, more women into diving. And yeah. I know for me, when I first started, had it had it not been for the people that I was at school with, I would have been quite intimidated, I think, to have turned up at my local dive club because it was all there were all men there. There was one woman who was the um, she was called Fern. She was the wife of my dive instructor, Rich Albrey. Rich, if you're listening, I don't know if you are, but big hello to you in Australia. Um so yeah it was fantastic to have that that support of like my friends at school you know because otherwise I probably would have been a little bit apprehensive I suppose it's, you know so I suppose what we're trying to do is create a, a very open community in, mm. and and a safe space for for women specifically to be able to be like you know what I want to come and I want to give it a go and mm. um and just to see how they feel so that's something that's really important I guess um if, if for me especially like to be able to to feel like there's that open opportunity for women yeah. to be able to come into and why not Do you know what I mean? why not yeah, be able to have beauty and go with scuba diving my I, I can think of my daughter my daughter who's just started um she said oh I must trim my nails you know because, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I said well you probably don't need to you know it's just you just being more just being careful with how you put a wetsuit yeah. on or dry suit and whatever but yeah. yeah why not you know that's fantastic that you've got really it. long hair and you yeah. scuba dive yeah I do yeah this is just how it is naturally so <laughs> it doesn't look like this after I've come out of the water <laughs> not, in the, not in the UK anyway no well, that's it. <laughs> well yes yeah. well UK diving so you're quite passionate about UK diving as well 
I am. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think oh, it's incredible. I mean, when I when I come to think about it, when I look back at some of my first dives, I do wonder <laughs> like I, I'm like, OK, I really stuck that out because some of them it was getting wet for the sake of getting wet. And, you know, we couldn't really see our hand in front of our faces. But um, but I, I stuck with it and I just loved it. My my first um, my first open water dive was, in fact, at Horsey Lake in Portsmouth. Uh, not sure you can dive there anymore and I don't really know but it was part of the part of the navy oh, diving um it was one of their their little yeah. lakes um so yeah it was it was a pretty cool dive um I remember going in there there being a lot of jellyfish me trying to clear my mask and there was a small jellyfish that got stuck in the top yeah. <laughs> but I was only 15 and I uh, but I absolutely loved it and I came out, you know, almost vibrating from from the cold, but I had such a great time. And, um, you know, in that, that after then we, we were going on, we, we did a, quite a few dives on the south coast of Kimmeridge and uh, Chesil Beach. Chesil was quite interesting <laughs> trying to get back out there. The big pebbly beach, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it certainly was interesting trying to lug all my dive gear up up uh, the steep berms there and head back home afterwards but honestly we had the most incredible time and and some of the things we saw you know it's really magical around mm. the UK and I really feel that there's a lot to see there's a lot that I would like to see as well um you yeah. know Lundy Island is of course on the list and the Farn Islands I'd love to do both of those I know you both uh dived in in both locations yeah. so I it's something that I would really love to do and of course to go to the Silly Isles would be absolutely incredible mm. you know I've heard that the diving there is supposed to be spectacular um but one of the places that's, that's really on my list and uh that I would love to go to is in fact Scapa I'd love yeah. to go up to Scapa Flow in in the Orkneys um just I love wrecks and I think they're fascinating I think it's because I spend most of my time on ships <laughs> yeah. seeing one <laughs> under the water is also yeah. quite interesting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and to see, you know, obviously you're on a vessel that's on top of the water. Yeah, <laughs> everything else is, yeah, these vessels <laughs> under the water. Enjoying. No, no, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, no. Well, that's good to hear that you know you favour UK diving, and obviously yeah. there is so much to see. We've had previous guests say that it's just very diverse, and it really is. And I, I really love as well that we have the opportunity with you know. Of, of, of course, Bobster is a fantastic place to mm. dive. I was there for their diving in the dark the other week. Um, so all of all of October and on Thursday evenings, we have the, the diving in the dark, which is a brilliant fun. And yeah. uh, I love night dives. I feel like an astronaut. So <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> I feel so calm, which is really weird. You know, you won't get me on a roller coaster, but you can chuck no. me in the middle of the night in the pitch black and I'll be totally fine. Yeah, it's um, a like an astronaut thing because yeah. I'm not very good with dark underwater so I always feel like an astronaut because you've got that weightlessness and then you're in the dark and I'm like oh this is so nice yeah. um yeah we ended up in there for uh for 45 minutes so that was with uh um I was diving with euphoria diving uh with with Debs and Glenn and Ben so yeah the four of us went on a little adventure and Excellent. the boys took great pleasure in trying on my sash with their dry suits before they went oh, in. <laughs> so yeah I think we're gonna have to set up a Mr. Scuba I think well yeah there should <laughs> be no reason why not, why <laughs> yeah. not? Um, yeah why not <laughs> yeah, 
we were up, up at uh, Cara and I were diving up at Cape and Ray the other week, which uh, for me, it was like scuba diving Disneyland. It was fantastic. I was like, oh, can we go here now and let's go through the plane again? <laughs> <laughs> oh we had such a good time so yeah a lot of fun uh up at cape and ray as well it's really yeah. really good yeah i liked it up there that's good yeah we've done that once yeah. haven't we yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a really nice dive yeah. yeah yeah but yeah if you can get to the farne islands or lindeep definitely do it when you can yeah. definitely on the ben and sam will look after you at lindy diving uh, yeah. yes well, thank you in advance ben and sam i look forward to meeting you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no that would be brilliant yeah. Uh, I love seals and marine mammals in general. You know, that's where my passion for, for the oceans really was born, was, was mm. through my love for, for dolphins and whales. And I volunteered extensively when I first, um, when, when I was 16, it was like my first trip to sea, really. <laughs> uh, I was volunteering with a, an organisation called Organisation Cetacea, um, mm -hmm. or Orca, as they're commonly known, uh, doing trips across the Bay of Biscay. And wow. I realised, like, wow. you know, like, if we're having this opportunity above the water and you can see how inspired people are when they see marine mammals and mm, or yeah. marine wildlife in general and you know and how by having that experience people want to then change their behaviors or their actions and think well how can I how can I protect that wildlife how can I reduce my my plastic consumption or how can mm. I reduce my carbon footprint how can I eat better to protect the planet all these kind of things to do with sustainability um and I think for me, scuba diving is the same, you know, when you see somebody dive for the first time and they explore this wonderful, magical world that they've never yeah. seen before, you know, and then they think, oh, well, hang on. But then I also saw a plastic carrier bag and I've also seen a turtle and what can I do to make positive change? So um, this is another thing that, that through Scuba International, we're really trying to to make positive change with as well. So a lot of the girls are, are really hot on like promoting uh, marine conservation and, and doing that through scuba diving by introducing people to it. So yeah, it's um, I'm actually organizing a, a try dive for the 18th of February um, in, in Salisbury. So, uh, so yeah, if anybody is local to the area who's listening and wants to come along, <laughs> yeah. more than well, Maria. Really, um, actually, do you know, I just had an idea for the Miss Scuba. What's that? <laughs> Yeah, here's how about this? So part of the competition, you you, you normally wear like I presume like a, a part of the competition swimwear or evening wear or something like that. Yeah, so we have um so the the elements of the competition this year we have a national costume which yeah. is top secret. I can't and in fact actually I suppose I can disclose it to you because you'll uh you'll be presenting this after yes. finals. But yeah, <laughs> um but yeah national costume. Um, and then we have a rash vest uh, round. So we're wearing a rash vest and, and shorts to promote um, the, to the Miss Scuba International um, Organization. And also we have our evening wear round as well. So yeah, yeah um, and a talent round. <laughs> what about if part of the competition, you had to come out wearing like uh, something like either swimwear or scuba wear, but made from ghost nets? Yeah, to kind of uh, publicised that you know these ghost nets and can be recycled, can be recycled mm. and look what it can make. 
Yeah, I would love to do something like that. I think definitely having an eco round in the competition would be mm. wonderful. So any future prospective girls for put the idea forward, we'll share the idea. <laughs> That's it. I love the idea of an eco round. And and I, in fact, actually, um, back in uh, 2015, I competed in Miss England. And they had an eco round where people were making uh, outfits out of um, all sorts of recycled materials. And yeah, in fact, mine was to highlight the issues of fishing activity yeah. and, and the detrimental impact that um, that ghost fishing nets have on our oceans. So it's very funny you say this because I had, my dress that I had created for the, the eco round um, actually had old ghost net, well, old fishing nets basically attached as like a overlay over the top instead yeah. of you know sometimes people will have lace or something like yeah. this but yeah <laughs> so it's interesting you that say about cool. that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so you're heading off at the weekend to Malaysia and you're there for what a couple of weeks so I leave on Wednesday and I'm there for 20 days so wow. yeah quite a long time but it's really exciting of course it takes a little bit of time to get there so yeah the, the main mm. program two weeks when we're there but yeah hopefully going to squeeze in a couple of dives the day we arrive yeah. <laughs> that's our plan anyway <laughs> yeah well it must be yeah great to know that you're meeting up with you know some girls that are all like-minded and you're all going to share yeah I know you're competing but you're all going to share that kind of experience together which is yeah. Yeah, really nice it really is I feel like we're all going to come together with all these different ideas that we've got about our mm. own personal like ideas about sustainability. For me personally, I think we need like a three-tier approach. Definitely think we need like policymakers involved. We need law. I I, I think, you know, in terms of like obviously the Paris Agreement and and all of this is fantastic, but I think we need something that's concrete and, and law abiding. So um yeah, for, for me, I definitely think, you know, we need the, the policy side we need businesses to be really accountable and we also need to have our own individual uh, responsibility and I know like a lot of the girls also have very strong ideas about how we can do that as well so I'm, it's kind of in my mind I kind of feel like you know it's like the meeting of of all these different minds from all over the world all these different ideas and we're just gonna like mesh them all together yeah. and have this um this great sort of powerhouse of women communicating about all, all the things that we're most passionate about and hopefully come away with some really good ideas of how we can perhaps implement different uh, mm. different marine conservation strategies in our own home countries so yeah I'm really hoping I, I mean for me I know already like I've been chatting with some of the girls online and you know built really great rapport already so it's fantastic to think that we're all going to be together soon and I'm so excited for us all to talk about the things we're most passionate about and and of course to dive together so yeah, yeah very exciting. <laughs> so where will um, people be able to like you know hear about all this and find that you know look up the results and uh, will they be able to because obviously the competition will have happened by the time this come out so will people be able yeah, to sure. dial back and watch any of it? I hope so. That would be wonderful. I know that um, our director, Jill, will be there to support us. So um, I'm sure she'll be sharing some videos online of how we're doing in terms of 
um, in terms of our stage element, of course. Mm. Um, and then myself and Cara, we will be sharing things on social media or on our Instagram and Facebook uh, throughout the competition as well. And of course, we're going to have our responsibilities and our titles for the remainder of the year. So um, there's going to be loads of things that I'd like to get involved with um, over the next sort of, I have lots of ideas and um, with me, I always get overexcited about them, want to do everything all at once. So <laughs> I have to pace myself. But um, yeah, throughout the year, we're of course going to, to have a lot of different things going on as well. So if anyone wants to, to check out our um, our social social media, feel free to send me a friend request or, or a follow. Yeah. And if, if anybody's got any questions or wants to be involved in some way, or of course, you know, we're always looking for sponsors, people that want to help support the work that we're doing um if anyone wants to help support us in any way you know again feel free to reach out it'd be lovely to have you on board so yeah, yeah. and that's that's a really great thing about the whole organization because it's not just ending after the finals it's con a continuation and it's forever evolving as well and yeah. like I said you've got the opportunity then to take your ideas and put them into practice really that's it exactly and I, I feel like a really great sense of responsibility mm. actually with with this position at the moment so you know I feel like actually I, there's so much that I can do having this platform and for me that's really exciting so um, yeah I'm very much looking forward to getting involved in lots of different projects over the next year and and doing lots of diving of course as well yeah. so <laughs> Yeah. yeah well we'll put the links in the show notes of how people can follow you on social media so that they can keep in touch yeah. and obviously look back on the results when they happen <laughs> of course yeah absolutely and yeah as I say if anybody wants to wants to chat or just send me a message most welcome always happy to have uh, little messages in my inbox so <laughs> feel free to say hello um but yeah it's yeah. it's very exciting lots to look forward to yeah brilliant yeah, yeah. so we will well we will be watching and listening uh but we've got before we do that we've got some questions uh we we need to ask you our set questions oh, yes. um so uh do you want to take it away yes yep so our first question is if you could take three people diving under the water they don't have to be divers they don't they can be past or present who would you take and why so the first, this is quite a hard question. It did take me quite a long time originally <laughs> to think about this. So um, I would really love to take Sir Ernest Shackleton diving. He would be my first person I'd like to take. Firstly, it's very well documented that he was a very, uh, a very charismatic and wonderful character, a strong leader, um, but also had a very strong HSE element to his um, to his work in the polar regions. And of course, having worked there recently, I've become a little bit besotted with his story. And I just think he's the most wonderful person. Um, you know, he put his team above his goal of reaching the South Pole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And despite only being 97 nautical miles away, um, you know, they turned around and they made their way back. And I think that's really important with diving. You know, of course, if anything happens, Please. you need to know that your buddy is someone that you can really trust. And I feel like Ernest Shackleton would be someone I could definitely yes. trust. Yeah. And also, he seems to like the polar regions, so he'd be a great person to your ice diving speciality. <laughs> I think we'd have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the second person I would love to dive with, of course, would be Sir David Attenborough. There's a lot of sirs here. Um, <laughs> Sir David Attenborough. Um, imagine diving in a beautiful part of the world 
and you've got a full face mask, you can have a conversation and you're all relaxed onto the water and you've got a commentary of what you're seeing from the man himself. Wow. Yes, that would be my dream dive, my dream dive. So, Sir David Attenborough, if you're listening <laughs> and you fancy going diving together, I am 100% <laughs> up for that. <laughs> um, he's always been a, a hero of mine. So, um, yeah, so that would be wonderful. And of course, my mum, I would love to take my mum diving. Um, for her, she is a little bit nervous, I would say, about trying to take the plunge uh, we have done a lot of snorkeling together which was fantastic um we were very fortunate to go to Baja California um mm. when I was 18 in Mexico um on a whale watching trip and it was just incredible we saw blue whales and uh we saw gray whales humpbacks everything um and we had a great time snorkeling so I would love to take her diving so yeah she's definitely someone that I'm looking forward to um inviting to my try dive so mum if you're listening <laughs> she's actually on a, on a flight to New Zealand right now so <laughs> um, but yeah mum if you're listening then uh yeah we're, we've got a try dive booked <laughs> So great answers yeah, yeah I don't think we've had uh Shackleton before no no, no. so that's really really good yeah 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 a few, people, a few people do uh say uh, David Attenborough yeah. yeah but naturally oh, why not well yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. just swimming just diving around and having him talk in your ear would be awesome oh it'd be amazing wouldn't it yeah. if you could do think... some kind of AI that yeah. look through your mask mm -hmm. and then have his words repeat as you oh, how amazing would that be imagine yeah. like, and this is the Haley in her natural environment yeah. <laughs> that was my best David Attenborough impression I'm not sure it was the best it's not he's in the room with us <laughs> yeah. yeah great you mentioned full face masks as well so because yeah we've got that communication underwater yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go yeah have you dived in a full face mask at all have you had the opportunity no, not yet. But I'd love to give it a try. It'd be really cool to do that. And I'd love to try a rebreather as well. But I'm always a little bit wary of, uh, you know, having worked in an industry where we put a lot of electronic equipment underwater and seeing how <laughs> sometimes that doesn't always I've go. I've got one of them in a couple of weeks time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, enjoy. I won't say too much then. <laughs> no, watch this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should be laughing about this. <laughs> No, it's all but to hey, do with experience. It is. Yes, understand. Yeah. 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 Redundancy yeah. for the redundancy. There exactly. we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on that note, um, what gets you out of your comfort zone? What kind of makes you feel a little bit nervous? So I love to put myself out of my comfort zone. And sometimes I think, oh, why did I do that? That was a daft idea. But I think it's where we grow the most, isn't it? And we really evolve. And when we're in those difficult moments and things that we are slightly uncomfortable with, I think if we if we always spend time in our comfort zone, it's, mm. you know, life would be a little bit little bit boring so um you know of, of course in work and of course in scuba diving I always push myself a little bit to you know um to put myself out of my comfort zone a little bit you know and and actually I remember my first night dive I was terrified and now it's something that I love probably more than normal daytime diving actually um so I'd say that that was something in the past that really put me out of my comfort zone initially um but yeah, mostly when I travel, I'd say I travel quite a lot by myself, mm. um, you know, and, and I've done all sorts of crazy things whilst I've been on those travels. Uh, climbing Kilimanjaro was definitely 
something that put me a little bit out of my comfort zone initially and uh yeah and I I did hang gliding over Rio de Janeiro which at the time I was terrified of heights or terrified of falling whichever way you want to look at it um so I decided that to combat that fear the best way would be to jump off a cliff edge with a (laughs) strapped to some lovely chap who said you will run won't you and I said yes I promise I will run (laughs) so that was it straight off of the uh, edge of the cliff and and it was incredible. I had the best experience until I started to think about how we were going to land, but it turned out fine, so it was okay. Um, but yeah, those are a couple of things that put me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, um, well, it's good. Yeah, you, I think, yeah, that's good advice, isn't it? Well, the landing you can just worry about later, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. that's what I thought. I was like, we'll figure that out. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, great answer to that yeah. one. Um, and then another question is, if... So this is to the whole world. So if you had a billboard that everybody could see, so you can put a video on it, a statement, images, what would you put on your billboard to the world? So I would love to put a video of an ocean cleanup. I think it's really important to highlight the impacts that we're having on our oceans because a lot of people across the world, they're quite far removed from the oceans. You know, many people live in mm. inland places. They don't realise the impact that, you know, um, perhaps like waste disposal is having on our on our seas. So I'd love to have a, a, a video um, showing a, a, showing the impact that we're having on our oceans and of an ocean cleanup, perhaps of the Miss Scuba International Girls of us yeah. uh, doing our dive for debris. Um, that would be fantastic. And I would have a slogan uh, across the front that would say um, small, small actions can can make big changes. Yeah. I think that yeah. would be really good. And I think it's something we, we really all need to to be mindful of in our day to day lives. You know, those little things, as long as we're all doing them together, those little things make a really big difference. Yeah, every yeah. little helps. Look definitely. after your own back garden. Yes. Yeah. As, in, exactly. as a collective, it all builds, yeah. as you said. It really does. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, great really? answers. Yeah. yeah. Thank yes, you. thank you very much for your answers. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> thank you for your lovely questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at this obviously point in time, we wish you, yeah, a lot of um, good luck for yeah. your, and obviously enjoy the experience as well. I'm sure it sounds like it's going to be an amazing one. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing, well, hopefully thank catch you. up with yeah. you when you're back. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I would absolutely love that. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much for your best wishes. It honestly means the world to have your support and and obviously to share this experience as well with with all the listeners. So yeah, thank you very much for for listening and taking the time to to hear a little bit about about what we've been doing at Miss Scuba UK. (laughs) Thank you so much. The podcast is listened to by non-divers as well as divers. So hopefully, you know, there might be some girls out there that will be inspired by your story and just show that Mm -hmm. anything is possible and uh, just to give it a go. Absolutely. I think there's a whole world down there to be explored. And, you know, if you just if you try, then then, you, you know, you might find that this is your new favorite yeah. hobby and the thing that you completely fall in love with. And that's, in fact, going to be the name of my my try dive. <laughs> so fall in love with diving because it's just after Valentine's Day. So fall in love with diving. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us about that. Yeah. And obviously, we'll share about that when we yeah. get a bit nearer to the time, because, yeah, yeah that would be people amazing. there. Yeah, thank you so much that would be wonderful yeah. well thank you very much for your time it's been lovely to speak to you both and we wish you all the best in the competitions yeah and safe travels and yeah. uh yeah we look forward to yeah sort of seeing it on social media as well so yeah we'll uh we'll promote it on on the lead up and yeah. uh yeah 
Thank you so much. There will be um, a live a live stream link as well that I believe will be shared on the Miss Scuba International page. But if not, check the Miss Scuba UK page. Um, the, the link will definitely be shared on there. So if you were interested in following and you wanted to have a little yeah, watch, then definitely, uh, definitely follow the link and, and you can see how we get on. Yeah, yeah, and send our hellos to Jill as well because we have spoken to her in the past. Yeah, so that's a... No, thank you. That would be amazing. It's really nice to be able to share a little bit of my work as well with people. Like it's yes, yeah, really cool. It's not, not often I have the opportunity to talk about it. So it's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, no that would be really cool. Yeah, I'll put um yeah, it's definitely from a it's definitely like a when you see me in my hard hat and coveralls, like hair scraped back <laughs> yeah. and I don't wear makeup for the whole time I'm at sea, which is great. And I look like I've been tracked <laughs> through a fish backwards. <laughs> And then there's like the complete contrast of me and like my beautiful dress. I'm very excited. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think it's good to show those contrasts as well. Yeah. 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 It's quite fun. I don't ever have the opportunity to get dressed up normally. So like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure you all look, yeah, pretty stunning. So it'll be great to see the, the finished uh, when you're all out on stage. And- yeah. yeah, I think it's a celebration of the, the way that I look at it is it's a celebration of the work that we've done to that point and of us yes. as individuals. So um, to be able to stand on that stage and say, yes, I've worked really hard for, you know, for the respective charities that I've been working with or you know on various projects or whatever it is it happens to be um you know for each individual person that's competing and to stand there and say this is my shining moment thank you yeah. <laughs> it was quite yeah. nice really yeah so, and then from you know going forward any other work that you're doing the rest of the year you know keep tagging us in or yeah, you know, drop us a line and then yeah. we'll share it as well because you know it's all good causes and it's all that promotion of you know, where it can lead and where it goes yeah, absolutely yeah I mean I think for for other girls that that perhaps are listening maybe they're thinking oh actually you know like I've not considered engineering or I've not considered yes. beauty yeah. pageants yeah. like ir- irrespective or I've not even considered diving before maybe and then I don't know maybe we'll end up with an influx of women into in teaching to exactly yeah and that, you know yeah. in terms of the work the opportunity it gives you to travel the world is amazing. Well, I think yeah. about honey, you know, uh, you know, it adds up, having diving, you know, adds another element to what you can leave school with. Yeah, your career opportunities. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think people are always really impressed if you dive and it's on your um on your resume because you learn so much through diving and a lot about teamwork and a lot about um, staying calm in high pressure situations, which yeah. sometimes, yeah. you know, we've all gone on a dive and it's not gone quite according to plan or yeah. you know, equipment failures or just you know things happen don't they and to be able to um know how to deal with those things and I think diving teaches you all those amazing lessons yeah. that yeah. you just wouldn't yeah. really get I suppose in a different context the same way that pageantry does really there's mm. a lot that you learn in pageantry that you wouldn't necessarily learn in a normal work environment so yeah together it's quite a quite a good combo I think <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been really good chatting to you, Hayley. It's so, been yeah. lovely to yeah, see you. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. I've really enjoyed speaking with you this evening. So. Good. Yeah. Thank All you right, so well, much. let's Bye. let you get on with your evening and just wish you lots of luck. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll be watching closely. <laughs> thank you very much. I will share lots of bits and um, and I'll make sure to tag you as well. <laughs> All right, have a lovely evening. Yeah, thank you. you. It was lovely All to right. see you. See ya. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, are we uh, a bit weird recording it like <laughs> <laughs>
like that. We were looking just at us. <laughs> We're not looking at two screens. We're not looking at two screens. Screens, even. Rare occasion we're recording together. We are. Well, yeah, if it's how it worked out today, we'd work. Yeah. Things. So um, we, first off, we've got to say, uh, well, two things. One, uh, thank you to Hayley for coming on. Yes. And uh, giving well, us some time this evening, because obviously it's a busy period for her right now. And yeah. also we wish her all the best for the competition. Yes. And yeah. all the... Every, uh, the other girls from the UK um, and the rest of the world it's a fair competition but we hope we hope the UK win <laughs> but yeah it's, it's been a, a really good opportunity to see there's a lot more to it than just but yeah, yeah, like a we, beauty it's not a beauty this is the message isn't it no you know, that's right and, and yeah when we talk about beauty pageants you know back you know, they they can be seen as being a bit 1970s for people who don't know the full mm. extent and, the you know, what's involved. And, you know, and uh, you've got someone like Hayley who, who's at home on a ship uh, doing this hydrographic work and yes, everything yes. else and dealing with engineers and high-pressure situations can also dive and also, you know, go enter a competition have that confidence yeah but with a a much deeper message behind it which is marine conservation and the way forward which is yeah really refreshing yeah i think beauty competitions need that i don't think we should even call them beauty competitions really so what should you call them well it's kind of a a delegation of people isn't it getting together they can (laughs) a delegation of people it's a group of people getting together to compete but all on different levels so these girls dive and they have a message obviously they've got to put it's not just uh showing their faces and their pretty dresses is it all right i'm just looking at cobweb up there (laughs) (laughs) she's got cobwebs i've just seen one Anyway, so that's what I was saying. Yes. Get your dust around then. Hey, I don't live it. (laughs) Standards. So, anyway, we're talking about the beauty competition. Yes. So, I wouldn't call it a beauty contest. But it is a beauty competition. Yes, but it's not just visual. It's about what they've got to say. They have to present and talk. They do like almost an interview as well about... Oh yeah, what, they do. What, yeah, um, yeah, inspires them. So yeah. it's much more than just. It does take people further than just on appearance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I think it should do. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a lot of people probably think when you say pageant or beauty contest, it's very much about what you see is. And w- when we talk about you know the the not so nice element of the beauty competitions of the past, mm. they were very much on just the beauty and there was lots of other other stuff going on behind the scenes we weren't so good but where with this it's a lot more positive it's you know there is yeah. the marina marine conservation side as well, well. it's called miss scuba yeah. so everybody has if they're not a diver they have the opportunity to learn how to dive yeah. and then anybody that is entered into this final they have the rest of the year to continue working doing diving yeah. and promoting their message yeah. so it's a win it's yeah. a win-win it's a win-win yeah. yeah so yeah i think um it's a great thing so if there's any uh girls out there around the world um 
check out your country if they've got a Miss Scuba. Um, Scuba International, I guess. Yes, yeah. Um, so there's obviously, a risk, it's not every country in the world that enters, but they're looking no, for more and more. Yeah, um, obviously with some countries, they're more closed um, to not allow that sort of thing. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it's what it, it's good. You know, it's, um, how, what do we know? You know, but it's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Mr. Scuba. <laughs> yeah, well, then, could be. Well, yeah, but then. I'll enter next year. Yes, yeah. So as you're listening to this, obviously um, it will have, already happened so we'll they, know they, they need an entry from bungie so well <laughs> and uh so you know, if you're talking about bungie you're obviously <laughs> thinking about the center of the universe so <laughs> it's just me then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All on your yeah. i'm the winner <laughs> so anyway that aside moving it's on. A, yeah moving on <laughs> um yeah we wish them obviously all the luck and um, it's, it's, it's a great organization yeah. um that gives another outlet into diving, marine conservation, and just getting that message out and hopefully inspiring other girls around the world to... Well, this is exactly it. If, at minimum, it draws attention to the plight of marine conservation and the use and the unfortunate you know, uh, result of plastic waste in our oceans, and it encourages people mm-hmm. to get into diving then it's a good thing, isn't it? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's that, I think. Yeah, and career opportunities, listening to Hayley talk about her work, Miss Scuba aside, there's she's, you know, doing an amazing thing in the yeah, actual absolutely. world. absolutely, yeah. You know, either in the commercial land or, mm. you know, you, you, you know, for people who are thinking, they're, you know, if they're like um, honey's age, you know, and they're at school and they're thinking about their options and what have you. You've got other careers in, you know, in the military as well. Yes, yeah. You know, so. where you, all those skills are needed in different in different ways. And uh, so many options, I think, if you do get into diving. Yeah, uh, no barriers, just right. there's lots of opportunities and, yeah, just look into it. And, uh, yeah, so Haley's a good example of that. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll say thank you very much for Haley coming on. Yes. And giving us yeah, time. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And uh, we wish her every uh, every success, and we'll look forward to following her on her path. That'd be really cool. Yes, yeah, following the finals. Um, we should say at this point, as we kind of rounding up, to say thank you to Night at Ninety, our usual sponsor, and um, thank you very much for their support in making these podcasts happen. Exactly. Yes. So if you check out Narked at 90, uh, www.narkedat90.com, uh, you can learn a bit more about what Narked at 90 does. Who also do a lot of work in the commercial land as well. They do, for yeah. Commercial military. divers and military divers. Yeah, yeah. so if, and if you're a technical diver, um, they specialise in dive computers, rebreathers, servicing. So any questions, they're a good source um, of people. Yeah with wealth of knowledge to contact if you've got any questions and don't forget there is over 160 episodes of the big scuba been going nearly four years so there is something there for everybody you know there is you know all sorts of different people we spoke to so go back have a look Uh, if you've got any questions uh any feedback uh please do we always be uh, we're always glad to hear it um if you've got any recipes for scallops we always uh, wait, always welcome them too. 
And uh, well, I think that's kind of it. I think we kind of covered everything. Yeah, I think Don't forget to leave a five star review. Yes. And if you've got any questions for either of, of us or any recommendations for guests for the future, then do drop us a DM, an email. We really enjoy hearing from yeah, you. Yeah. And if you see the flag aloft, as we always um, hold it aloft, it'll be held aloft this weekend, actually. Yes. Dive master, dive master duty this weekend. At, uh stony cove for crystal season scuba in norwich um so don't be scared don't be shy come and say hello <laughs> let us know where you listen to if you've got any feedback if you've got a guest um or if you want a big guest you know raise your hand let us know and uh maybe we will get you on Absolutely. that'd be really cool yeah but I think we're we just are saying. kind of booked up now for this year, aren't we? Yes, but we're taking bookings for next year. Yeah, so, yeah. whole new year. Whole new year. And we're currently listened to in 140 countries. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the world's not such a small As said, Slowly taken over. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for downloading and listening to the Big Scuba Podcast. And for right now, that was... The Big Scuba Podcast. Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba Podcast. But... If you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way, you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.